You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 174, where we will be discussing chapter four of City of Lost Souls and Immortality. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. It's weird to have a title with and in it. Yeah. At the beginning. It feels like I'm missing something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And Justice Art. for All. It's the Metallica album. Mm. I love that album. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have that in my so. six CD changer in my car right now. <laughs> what? That is cool. So that is neat. That. Man, I thought I was oh. like the bee's knees. I was so excited when I got this car. And when I yeah. got it, like ox cords were already a thing. But like, I don't buy new. I've never bought a new car. Uh, I'm a Same. I'm a dirty car kid. Okay, I grew up at, on a pot lot. We don't buy new cars. <laughs> uh, I keep bumping this thing. Sorry, guys. That's okay. annoying. <clears throat> Listen, How was everyone's week. Oh yes. Do you have something to tell? It yes, sounds sure. like juicy gloss, and it's not. Oh. Um, I listened to this chapter because I was like I'll listen to it then I'll write it right Mm -hmm. and I was so interested in what happened next I listened to like the next four chapters and I was like maybe I misjudged this book oh okay maybe maybe I maybe I backburnered it in my brain but I was super into it so I'm excited for the next couple weeks all right well maybe buddy reading it will give it like a different vibe when I was like, ooh, I can't wait to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that. So maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's ma'am. Cool. Mm-hmm. What have you guys been up to? Um, It was my birthday last week. Happy and birthday! So, uh, thank you. I turned 21, mm. in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> yes. Um, so Robin and I went to dinner and um, that was amazing because we're old as shit. So we and we couldn't decide where to go. <laughs> and so we went to Applebee's oh, and no. had happy I hour. To poop. I, ha- I was like, I got poop. What's close? I don't feel like pooping in the fancy Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah, and neither of us dressed poop. up at all. So <laughs> it felt it felt right. I am I had a couple of thirties moms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed you for sure. I, I hassle hopped my... my leftovers as soon as I got home. Yes. <laughs> yeah, had my Metallica uniform on. So <laughs> as per usual, as I have to, as I have to. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was good food. It was yeah, cheap, bro. Yeah, it cheap. was good. Yeah, happy hour. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice uh-huh. and cheap. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, my gift from my husband was the most thoughtful thing that I have ever received. Um, so I've always wanted a tattoo of my mom. Always called me Peanut as a nickname since the day I was born. And so he set up an appointment for me and went in my garage and like worked with my brother to find, make sure it was my mom's like 
everything looked good and everything and got sent me to go get a tattoo. And he thought I was just going to get the word peanut. But I came home with this giant cow on my arm as well. And um, it's amazing. And he was like, that's not what I was expecting. And I was like, I know. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, and then it's always my bad influence. I'm like, it's the same price. YOLO. Do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's the same price. Do it. Yep. Yep. Because it didn't take long. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Did you go to the same shop? That was my week. That we Mm -hmm. went to? Nice. Yeah, the girl that did Robin's Bats. Nice. Did it. Yeah. So he had set everything up and I just showed up basically and she already had it ready. And I was like, do you think we have time for a cow? (laughs) And she was awesome. So she said yes. That's great. Yeah. So cute. Yes, it's, I really you. like I'll it, too. It's really pretty. Yeah. Thank I can't you. wait to see it healed, too. I know. Me, too. She did such a good job making the lines kind of fine and everything. I really didn't expect it to look that good. I mean, just in general, because I kind of rushed her into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good work. Pro- she did professional. Good work. Yeah. The answer's always no unless you ask, right? Yeah, good point. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> There's your little sprinkle of wisdom for today. I appreciate it. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And remember, when you say maybe, it really means no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is correct. That broke my heart when Brynn said that to me. <laughs> I know. I will never, that will be embedded in my brain until my deathbed. <laughs> Robin, you tell the story. It's funnier. Oh, I just, I don't even remember what, she wanted to go to the park or something. Something. Yeah. And Kristen's like, I don't know, maybe. And she's like, mom, you know, whatever you say, maybe it really means no. <laughs> and Kristen's like, fuck, fuck. She found she out my secret. She cracked the code. Yeah. She did. She was only like five. I was like, God yeah. damn it. Oh. It's now it's begun. And Adrienne is there just soaking it up like a sponge. And I'm like, Brad, no. She's like, oh, shit. We'll see. We'll see. Then you got to switch it up. Uh Yeah. I love it. And her voice was shaky even. It was because she's on the verge of tears. She really wanted to go. I can't remember. But whatever it was, she was into it. I think it was Wonderland. I think she wanted to go to Wonderland. Mm, Maybe, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just like... That place is a sensory nightmare. I don't want to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you have to pay a cover charge to get in, it's just <laughs> right. <laughs> like to smell like feet and have your have your shoes stick to the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Here's a bag of nickels for you. Well, and they still take nickels, but like shit takes like five nickels. I'm like. Just use yes. a fucking quarter. <laughs> like, what are uh-huh. we doing? Are you Just single-handedly keeping the nickel industry afloat? What's happening? <laughs> I know that yes, doesn't I make any so. sense. Oh, my gosh. But... <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys, I'm having a boomer moment. What? Just a moment. <clears throat> I thought I was going to be slick and charge my earbuds, but then it undid the sound out of the speaker. Huh? What? 
I, I was like, I'll charge one of my earbuds while we're talking. But then it changed our audio call to the oh. speaker on my phone. Oh, no. And it was boomer behavior. So I'm really sorry. You're going to hear your voices back a little bit as feedback. an echo. Feedback. Yeah, it happens. Uh, well, that was a good way to stop us. <gasps> yes. Oh, my anyway, gosh. We would just keep going. We really would. But we should probably kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Simon arrives at home and walks into Maya's virgin version <laughs> of... <clears throat> that is a hard word to say for me, who am slurry. Now say organism. <laughs> or, organism. <laughs> um, they walk into Maya's version of Texas. Because are you ready, kids? <laughs> All my exes live in Texas. And I just want you to know, for some reason, I did XXXXXXX. Like, that was the vowel you were, the w- letter you were going to hold uh-huh. out. X- I don't know. <laughs> Texas. I just want you to know I was line dancing while you were doing that. So it was oh, really thank good. Thank you. Oh, my God. You'll be excited for a couple paragraphs later. Okay. Yes. The person slash wolves are concerned about Simon's mental state because they've heard all the cheese about his fight with his mom from Eric. And he hasn't been home. Also, he left his cell phone at the apartment and it's been blowing up like a roadside Taco Bell bathroom. (laughs) The alerts on the phone are from Simon's sister, Rebecca, whom he doesn't want to drag into his new lost boy's lifestyle. The person slash wolves convince him to reach out to her. Simon's had enough of their mother hinning and goes to change before heading back out. This conveniently leaves Jordan and Maya alone to connect for the first time since the kiss. Jordan invites her to go out patrolling for Jace and sprinkles in some Alan Jackson style. Remember when? <laughs> to get her I just, a mo. Like, you know that I live in the 90s country realm. So thank yes. you. I just got goosebumps. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, they were hitting me today. It was great. Um, <laughs> basically, to get her emotionally vulnerable. That's why he's doing that. And uh, so she can agree to patrol, uh, which she does. And then she leaves to walk Simon to the subway. And then we're back to another couple. It's Alec and Magnus. And they're starting their day with some childish arguing. Alec picks a weird moment to release some pressure on the valve of his insecurities about Magnus's immortality. They argue back and forth, ending with Alec storming out the door. And in the hallway, he meets a shadowy figure relaying a message from Camille. Thirdly... We are getting ready to bring the action. With Clary sneaking her way through the Institute to steal the Fey rings, she finds them in the library in a glass case surrounded by Shadowhunter Easter eggs, and her conscience comes into play as she hesitates her snatch and grab. Um, She starts hearing her bro jam talking to Jace. Dun, dun, dun. She hits the deck and army crawls over to Chisme. Uh, Jace looks a little too well. And is very buddy-buddy with his kidnapper, cracking jokes and being a registered Herondale hottie. The wayward teens are on the search for summoning books. And Clary is saved from discovery by Jace cracking the code to Hodge's Dewey Decimal System. The pair vanish into thin air and Clary opens her portal meet to GTFO and meet Izzy, Alec, and Simon in the park. Oh, portal meet. Uh-huh. Well, wait, would it be her portal oyster? Is that too graphic? Oh. I love it. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) I I feel 
feel like that was the response that you would have expected and certainly the one you got. <laughs> Did not disappoint. From both of us. Yeah. <laughs> one is excited. One is grossed out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As per usual. Okay. I have to tell one more story and I'm really sorry, but I have to tell this. It's just anyway. You talking about these music quotes made me think of it. So while I was getting my tattoo, someone had called in asking for a walk-in of an album cover to be like on their back or something. Mm-hmm. So the other guy, the one that actually did our tattoos, asked the girl that was doing mine if she would be interested in doing it. And they were kind of chatting and I was just like, an album cover? Like someone must really like this band. Like, is it in sync? I don't understand <laughs> why someone would do that. And she's she goes, well, have you ever heard of like whatever this band is? And I was like, no. What's the band? And I have no idea. And she goes, oh, it's a really famous um, cover, album cover. So if you saw it, you would know it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So the guy comes and shows me. I have no fucking idea. And I just, it was beautiful. And I guess I could see why someone would want that on their body. But I was just, I felt so fucking old, what you guys. And I was like? just like, no, I... I live in the 90s. It's like a bunch of lines that go like this and then mountains. So they almost look like, you know, like the heart thing. where Like a, yeah. uh-huh. oh, like a heartbeat. Sorry. Wave. Yes, thank you. Is yes. it a G? I don't, is it yes, heartbeat? By... Hold on. When they turn in, the, the so the waves, echocardiogram, yeah. turn into mountains? Yes, exactly. In the middle. And there's like a bunch of them. And it was really cool, but it was just, I felt so fucking, like, why did I even ask? I don't know any bands. Did you tell her, like, yeah, no, that doesn't ring a bell? No, no. Well, I said I didn't recognize the band name, and he showed me the picture. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Mm, That's where I left it. I Mm -hmm. guess so. They didn't ask any follow-up questions. Thank goodness. You're like, I'm getting a cow tattooed on me. I am (laughs) getting Hobby Lobby decor on my arm. Um... I am not exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is (laughs) like I am millennial gray. Yes, I am in a person. Is it that? I am Joy Division. We can't see. Okay, that sounds familiar, but that's not it. This? No. Okay. Uh -uh. Uh huh. I'll keep looking for it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Is to it, my old lady. What is heartbeat? Liza last name is Gonzalez. Huh. Jose Gonzalez. No, it is. That's it. That has to be it. It just looks different when you were showing it to me. Joy Division. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. So it's not. Yep. It's not that. I can't see what you're showing me now. Shit. Hold on. Let me. But spin it's this. this. Okay, yeah, that is Joy Division. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. You have never heard it before, any of it, obviously. <clears throat> oh. But it was pretty, super cool. Okay, okay. Um. Okay. okay, I feel better now. I was really, like, starting to panic. I'm like, what? <laughs> I need to know. What kind of a band is Joy Division? Band, group, singer, artist. Uh, alternative... Okay. I guess. Okay. What is Joy Division's biggest hit? Love will tear us apart. 
April mm-hmm. 1980. Hmm. I don't know. I just felt old. I don't know. I'm sure it's one of those things like if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, right. Okay. Uh huh. Like cheap trick I, or something like that. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, Amanda brought something up that I feel like we, I have something to say about, and that is 90s country music. Country music post 2000s, not great. It's like all, no. like, like, I mean, I can get down with some Florida Georgia line, you know, there's some good party music, yeah. but it does not, like, country music doesn't hit the way, like, Brooks and Dunn does. It doesn't hit the yeah. way Check Yes or No does, right? Like, or uh, Take the Girl. Like, fuck. Like, there's just, yep. there's something. I agree. It's got a special It's very poppy now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it very much, like, in the 90s, it very much felt like every country song was a love song. <laughs> yes. Like, and a Absolutely. good love song, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The early 2000s still were good. Yeah, I mean, it was just like Explain that was when yourself. things were changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that's true. I, okay. I feel like they they weren't as serious for me. I mean, okay. some, like, uh-huh. some, you know, you got your Kenny Chesneys where, like, they'll hit you with a, yeah. you know, a, a strawberry wine or something. That's a little bit of a gut punch. But, like... Mm-hmm. You know, it was more like things went to like a different, like Gretchen Wilson yeah. was like, that was like a party and that was like a, I don't know. I mean, I like Patsy Cline. Like that mm-hmm. is, that's my kind of jam, you know? So I don't know. And the Judds, mm-hmm. that is probably what's playing in my car right now, you know? <laughs> so I love it. But I just remember growing up and like, especially like Brooks and Dunn was like so like it was like the epitome of yeah the cat's pajamas yeah anyway (laughs) I didn't listen to country music till I was in my early 20s so that's because your dad had a wicked mullet I can't get this feeling anymore anyway obviously it wasn't just country (laughs) Mm mm-hmm my dad still won't listen to country music. He's not into it. That's so. crazy. He seems like he would like it. Mm-mm. No. Oh, I don't know why I had to say uh-uh gosh. and no both like that. But no, um, you, That's exactly what Olivia does. You sounded just like her. That's what uh-uh. I was trying to do. Thank God. <laughs> and I really like, there's some, to me, the first thing that catches is like somebody's voice, like their vocal talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I really like Luke Holmes, and he's a new country singer. Oh, I've never heard of that before, that person, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like Omernipel. the beat, if you could jam oh, okay. with it, you know. We listened to a lot of country music. So, like, he liked banda music, which is, like, Mexican okay. music, like, Spanish music, Spanish-speaking music. And so country was the first thing we really agreed on to listen to together, so... Oh. The mid two thousands country is still like that's still my special for me, even though I know gotcha. it's not. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not as much as you know a uh, a ballad. Uh, Let's uh-huh. go, girls. This does it's not that, right. but it's no Shania Twain. It's yeah. no Shania, but it's still it's got a place in my heart for me. Yeah. 
I um, was in a Jack Johnson phase in the early aughts. So okay, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some Did good. Did you try shit. banana pancakes? I don't really like bananas. Mm-hmm. If I have to eat them, I will eat them. But when would I you have to eat that? a banana? Like if I was starving and it was the only thing. Oh, okay, there, okay. I would eat like, it every <laughs> once in a while. People break into my home. And they're like, "Bitch." You better eat this banana or I am going to give you a black eye. (laughs) I tried to eat some when I was pregnant with both of my kids um, because I would get really bad um, Charlie horses in my calves. Uh And so I was hoping that they would help. Spoiler alert. They didn't. I love a good banana. But that's a weird thing to fucking say. Okay. That was awkward. That was weird. That was weird. I just love me a good banana. A big one. This is old people conversation. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. But listen, you taught me something when I was pregnant with Lincoln that I will never forget. And so I hope to pass this on to every person I talk to someday. And it is when you get one of those Charlie horses in your leg, you have to stand up and it goes away. Yes. It does. It actually works. And it's It's, amazing because it happened every night, several times a night when I was pregnant. And it was hard to get up. Your your body's fighting against your brain. But it does work. My uncle told me that because he used to do like marathons and stuff and he'd get cramps from training or whatever. And he's like, yeah, Uh you got to stand up. And I was like, bad. Okay. Right. Prove it. I have such a timely story. To add to that, the other fucking day, what was it? It was Saturday night, or no, Friday night. My husband and I, we go to bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning, right? Because we had plans with friends, which is why I missed Amanda's thing, because I thought it was on Saturday, but it was already on Friday, and it had been planned but ahead of time. And so we go to bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning. 3.30 rolls around, and I wake up, I'm like, hmm? Right. I only had two beers over the course of like five hours. So I wasn't, I was just tired. I'm like, what's going on? And Jason's like, oh, I have a Charlie horse. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, snuggle back down. Like, good luck with that. Well, just, I, you know, I thought it was just like, ow, you know, and then you stretch it out and it's fine. And then he kept like fussing. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, oh. And so I turned on the light. And his legs, like, his feet are, like, pushed, like, pulled in. And his legs are, like, all, like, seized up. And he's got, like, Charlie horses in both of his calves. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I tried to get him to, like, we thought, like, maybe stretching it out, stand up, whatever. He couldn't even, like, stand. Like, his feet were, like, totally, Not like, if both of them are doing that. Yeah. And so, like. So then I'm like rubbing his calves. It's 3.30 in the morning. I'm half asleep. I have to pee. You know, and I'm trying to like calm him down because he is not used to being like needing anyone. I don't know. You know what I mean? Okay. Like he's a man. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, you can, you can start by like trying to relax because he kept like trying to get up. And I'm like, just lay back, breathe. We got through it. But I wish I would have known I would have forced him to stand up because he tried and then it was like a mess. Mm-hmm. But I will try that next time. Yeah, see, pass it on. Yeah, it was How really long did it scary. Take? Like ten minutes, almost fifteen. Oh, ouch! It was, it was well, and like it would calm down, and then it would start up again. 
crazy. He'd yeah. probably move a certain way and it would just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was like, what the fuck? Awful. I'm, I'm like, did you drink water today? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I, what was the last time yeah, you drank water? Like and he's like, water. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> I love it when the information will just find you when it's time. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. We are your algorithm. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> oh, I guess it's my turn, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So we reconvene with our merry troop of misfits in the middle of Clary's debrief. Unsurprisingly, the bombshell of Jace and Sebi's new bromance uh, has shaken the group. They're like, oh, what? Izzy is still in disbelief, uh, but Clary's got an entire sketchbook full of obsessive drawings of her beau. um, So she knows her man, and like that was definitely Jace. uh, And he was in the library doing nefarious shit with her demonic brother. The question is, why? Like, for sure, for sure, it was him. Like, I know my man. Uh-huh. She even asks Alex, she's like, would you mistake Magnus for anyone else? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, absolutely I fucking I feel not. like that's a little different, though, but okay. I get it. So I think Simon is a little jelly because he suggests that maybe Jace is being held hostage and, like, has to play along. And secretly, I think it's because he's worried that Jace has replaced him because he was starting to bro out with Jace for a while, and now he's moved on to <laughs> Sebi, and I think he's just a little insecure about it. <laughs> he needs a he needs a friend. Yeah. First he was jealous because she he was with Clary. Now he's jealous that he's with another friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought we had something. <laughs> Don't you remember that time on the ship? <laughs> Right. I do. Christy We does. all do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Clary's not convinced. Um, she seems, he seemed like way too comfortable um, for that to be the case. Izzy offers like another alternative. She's like, well, maybe he's been like repossessed. Like he was possessed okay. before. Maybe, maybe it's happened again. And she rejects that too. She's like, uh, no, when Jace was possessed by Lilith, he acted like a robot, like an actual automaton. Um, (laughs) and in the library, he seemed like himself, like his old self, quote, healthy and vibrant. So like better than he looked. She's like, fuck, is my brother better for him than I am? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know they've got a really fucked up, like, situation happening, but like... Yeah. Is that what he's doing? He's like, fine. He's you don't like, want me to be your brother? I'll take your boyfriend. <laughs> like, Okay, so the, o- the only tentative conclusion that they could come up with was that, like, Jace must have a plan. And I'm like, that's not a very good... Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's got to like, have what a else? Yeah. Right. And if he hasn't reached out to, like, tell them the plan, it must be because he couldn't. And they have to trust him. And I'm like, hmm... I see where you're going with this, but I feel like that shouldn't be like, I feel like that's a little, yeah, maybe There's something we'll seriously wrong here. Yeah. I mean, Jace has been a good actor, like putting on a show for like the Sealy Queen where mm-hmm. he can kind of like 
hop over into Fey language and kind of do a midsummer, if you will. It's but certainly is not he out of that his realm. good of an actor. Yeah, it's not out of his realm mm-hmm. of capability, but like it feels like. But there's probably I mean, something else for, going on. He like hates Sebastian, right? With right. a fiery passion that burns of a thousand suns, would Jace be able to like? Okay, I'm gonna play the role. Right. That's what you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Is he capable of playing that much of a long game? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so for once, Clary has the sense to realize that they may not, that they might be in over their heads. Um, and suggested, she, she suggested, that's what I was going to say. Um, she suggests reaching out to the clave for help. And of course, this is a YA book, so adult interference is against, against literary law. Um, and Izzy reminds Clary that if the clave knows Jace is working with Sebastian in any capacity, their orders will be to kill him on sight. And that's clave law. Mm-hmm. So, Good that's thinking. a no-go. Said Lex Duralex, bitch. Yep. Alec, who's usually gung-ho about the rules, begrudgingly agrees. The clave can't know anything. Even if they thought that Jace was possessed, they'd still kill him. Which is really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're like, "Mm, shoot first, ask questions later. Mm." Yep. Bulletproof tints if you want some ass. Shoot first, ask questions last. Bulletproof tent if you want some ass. Is that Viggy? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of 90s. <laughs> but my family was never big on the East Coast. It was always West Coast. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Okay. So once again, their fate is the fate of their loved ones and the world rests on the shoulders of a ragtag group of supernatural teenagers just the way we like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so their next step would be to talk to Magnus and get his opinion. Um, he was the only, he's like the only adult that they could trust at the moment. Um, Cause he won't say anything if Alec asks him nicely. Mm-hmm. And Simon suggests that they bail on the Sealy Queen um, now that they have more info on Jace. Uh, but Izzy reminds them that, like, one does not simply skip an appointment with the Fae Queen, the Queen of the Fae. Like, yes. Mm. <laughs> that was just for you, Robin. Thank you. Just... So Simon continues to argue, though. He's like, no, 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 no. Like the the fairy queen, like she's we we already know more now than we did before, and if we go back, she's just gonna answer the old questions, and she'll make you know she'll do whatever she can. Clary bursts everyone's bubble though when she admits that she was so shook from seeing her boo that she didn't actually grab the rings. She was like, I kind of panicked and laughed. So, so relatable. <laughs> They all agreed that going back to the Seely Queen now empty-handed would probably not end well for them. They're like, oh shit, okay, that decides it. <laughs> Besides, Clary remembered uh, what the Queen had told her before she like set her to her task. That Jace might not be the same when she found him again. And the Queen knew more than she was willing to say. Either way, she'll find some way to make whatever information that she does have to divulge to them like all but useless. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. 
conniving bitch. Yeah. So, without the queen or the clave, their only hope was their unofficial dead mother, Magnus. And I'm going to read for you just a tiny, tiny little excerpt. It's been a hot minute since I've read a good excerpt, but I like this one. <clears throat> Simon rolled his eyes. It's a good thing we knew... It's a good thing we know the person who's dating Magnus, he said. Otherwise, I get a feeling we'd all just lie around all the time wondering what the hell to do next. Or try to raise the money to hire Magnus by selling lemonade. Alec looked merely, looked merely irritated by this comment. The only way you could raise enough money to hire Magnus is by selling lemonade, by selling lemonade is if you put meth in it. <laughs> I was a little like, oh, damn. Right? I liked it. Was it was happy. funny, but I was just like, ooh, sassy. It's a very specific drug. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I just, maybe drugs, I would have even said. But meth, that's very specific. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love a sassy <laughs> Alec. Oh, it's good stuff. That was like, I wonder if like YA books in like traditional like publishing or whatever. I wonder if YA books have like a list of like how many times you can do X, Y, Z, like based on like the the grading kind of like how movies like in pg-13 movies you only get like one swear word like one of the bad ones no idea yeah okay okay and like there's certain things that you can show and can't show and yeah i wonder if it's like that or if it's a little more vague i think it's probably a little more vague but anyway huh uh so they agreed to meet magnus's Magnus's loft, that's a hard thing to say, um, in the morning, and Izzy and Simon split off to go to talkies while Clary, exhausted from the day's revelations, heads home to suffer in silence, and she can't tell her mom anything, because if she tells her mom, then her mom will have to keep it from Luke, which won't be able to happen, and Luke's on the council, and it's all a big clusterfuck. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, we'll pop o- we pop on over to Alex's point of view, and oh man, oh man... <laughs> Has he been a bad boy? Yeah. <laughs> he lied. Magnus didn't have a job today. Alec has his own secrets, uh, including a clandestine meeting with a certain ancient vampire. Thankfully, Alec is aware that this is a terrible, no good, very bad idea. Unfortunately, <laughs> he's going to do it anyways. <laughs> of course. Well, he's so freaking, like, chismoso. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he's got to know. He can't, yep. he can't hold back. So Alec He's heads, like, I will risk life and limb yeah, for he, the goth. He heads down to the abandoned city hall substation, um, following the directions from the letter that Camille Subjugate had delivered. And poor Alec, like, he really fought it. He was like, I'm not going to do this. But then he definitely did. Like, temptation, <laughs> it's too much. So I'm going to read this last little bit to give us a, kind of an idea of what's going on in Alec's headspace. It was like the whole situation with Magnus. He couldn't seem to help worrying at it the way one might worry at at a diseased tooth. Knowing you were making the situation worse, but not not being able to stop. Magnus had done nothing wrong. It wasn't his fault he was hundreds of years old. And that he had been in love before. But it corroded Alec's peace of mind just the same. And now, knowing more and less about Jace's situation than he had yesterday. It was too much. He needed to talk to someone, go somewhere, do something. Oh, like the anxiety. Cause Alec is like, 
he's the de facto leader because he's the oldest. And I imagine there's a lot of like pressure and a lot of responsibility that he feels, mm-hmm. whether how how much of that is real and how much of that is just what he puts on himself because he feels responsibility for other people. But it definitely feels like a guy who's cracking under the weight of the responsibilities and the one person that is supposed to be his support system that had helped him before is now like there's cracks in that because now he he feels like that's an insecure attachment that that's not gonna last i don't know (sighs) poor kid yeah Uh uh-huh well would you guys like to guess who that person is that he decides to talk to obviously we know it's camille (laughs) and i think that's dumb okay whatever so he follows the presence of a glamour which is interesting to me like i guess i'd never thought about before because it's talked about a lot like oh we're glamoured it's okay how do you know the other person's glamoured i guess they can sense it yeah i don't know how much is it like a watermark like they can see through it sort of thing I always just figured it would be like you're looking at something, but it's like hazy, like smog, uh-huh. kind of around okay. the edges of what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know if that's my brain's way of putting it in a packaging and up in a bow or if that's actually like I read it somewhere. I don't think it's yeah. specifically like um, described how the like glamour charms or whatever the del- disillusionment, whatever it is, look like in these books and i think that's like for the purpose of like letting the reader kind of that's true have a little imagination yeah yeah (laughs) i have to do this myself whatever yeah the only time they've ever oh sorry the only time i i remember them ever explicitly talking about like the different like any anything really specific about glamours was when they were talking about like the glamours of the uh, buildings like the institute and stuff Uh like that versus what people because i think we've had that question a few times like what the fuck does that mean yeah yeah it's just weird yeah but he can sense it so there there you go do with that what you will um so he finds camille in a room with an amethyst skylight Mm. fucking cool thank you yes and um yeah it has an amazing sounding velvet sofa which she is using basically as her her throat can you tell i wrote this at 4 (laughs) a.m anyway t-h-r-o-w in her throne yep yeah (laughs) oh my god okay so she anyway she's using it as a throne Like she's throwing it. Okay. Anyway, because this bitch is the queen of dramatics. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is just, I know she's a bad guy, but fuck, I love her. Okay. Uh-huh. Is, okay. Uh-huh. If I had to hire somebody to design like my interior design, it would be Camille. <laughs> yes. Yes. She is hilarious. She's got style. <laughs> and she, well, yeah. And she's also dressed in this boss ass bitch black suit with red heels. Fuck on yeah. top of everything like mm-hmm. yes exactly it's giving very britney yeah <laughs> like vibes like yes. her outfit love it and you know they're red so, bottoms 
you know they are. Oh, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. When I yeah. first read it, I imagined they were red, like not red heels, but yeah. they were red bottoms. Yeah. And I was like, no, they're actually red, which is even better. Um, and because it was the early 2000s, she probably had like a chunky necklace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a pearl, you know. <laughs> anyway, so Alec is like, hi, Camille. <laughs> and um, she uses her Unagi skills. Like Ross, right? Some friends. Anyway, and she guesses that it's Alec based on his footsteps and the fact that Lightwoods never give shit up. So like, <laughs> I knew you'd, I knew you couldn't not do this, dude. I knew it. Your motherfuckers are relentless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like, I knew you wouldn't be able to stop thinking about um, what I had said last night. And so she sent him a message or, you know, it sounds like the instructions and stuff too, um, really to just get his, just get his goat. Like she just wanted to get him good. Hook, line, sinker. Suck it to him. Anyway, that's enough <laughs> of that. Um, sorry, you went off the rails a little bit there. <laughs> anyway, she asks him if um, he has a message for her from their boy Magnus. And he doesn't say anything. And so she quickly realizes that, duh, Magnus probably doesn't know that Alec is here. <laughs> duh. Yeah. Which is. You think like, he would let him come alone? Right. Well, it also feels like that's something that is going to be really bad that he doesn't know. Like, Camille's just learned yeah. something that's going to give her a way big edge. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's got a leg up, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going to mark okay. her territory. Yes. Dude, don't worry. We'll get there. She does. She tries. Kind of. So um, he kind of like accuses her of lying. And she's like, look, boo, I wouldn't have said I would have said anything to get out of that shit show that you got me out of. But I wasn't lying. And so um, she kind of pokes the bear a little bit by telling him that she knows there's basically a bounty on her head for killing shadow hunters. But she knows that Alec is only there because he wants a cheese main. He's not going to basically like arrest her. <laughs> That's not why you're here. Yeah. Right. Like you could so arrest me demands- for treason, but you're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna. Because you know I have info. Yeah, That's why you're here, really. So, um, he like kind of starts to demand to know where Jace is at. Like, yeah, I want to know where Jace is. She's like, yeah, cool. Okay. Like, I know that's true. And I know that you want to find him, but I know that you also know that I wouldn't have the answer to that. (laughs) So that was stupid. (laughs) I know that you know that they know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, she does know that Jace was taken by Lilith's son, but that's all the info that she has. Like Lilith is gone. I'm not bothering myself with that shit anymore. There's no need. Mm -hmm. So Alec presses on without admitting that she's right, asking how she meant to make him immortal. So he and Magnus can be forever young together. 
And she evades the question, and Alec is on his last nerve, so he starts making threats about turning her into the clave. And then this battle starts between them that I did not see coming. Mm -hmm. It was just like, come and get me, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And then they were just like swinging, right? They're just like, whatever. So during this little fight, there's this weird mention of tension between them that involves his sex life with Magnus and her sex life with Magnus. And eventually, Alec forces her hand into the, a beam of sun, and she cries uncle. But I just, yeah, it kind of feels like this is just a, like, jealousy fight. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, like, he's just so pent up. He was like, I'm going to use you as a punch and bag. Yep. Yeah, Literally. and she's the same. She, you're, with my, you're with my Magnus that I used and threw away mm-hmm. 100 years ago. He's not still pining for me? Do like right <laughs> listen a tiny part of me and now this is obviously not on page but a tiny part of me feels like just from my perspective now as an adult and looking at Camille I'm like is Camille trying a little bit to seduce Alec because that would yeah. hurt Magnus the most and it would mm. like like I, right. I feel like a tiny bit of her is like let's see what we can do here I don't know. Interesting. Because she wants to cause chaos for him, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. It would, I yeah. feel like it would It would play into how she uses her sexuality. And... Well, she kind of feels like she's acting like a fairy here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't... The way she's talking and stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, her hand is already starting to heal. And she starts laughing and thanks Alec for a good fight. It made her feel alive. I'm just like, I love you. It's just crazy. So again, he threatens her, but she gives in this time telling him there's no way to make him immortal without him becoming a vampire or using black magic, which he has rejected. But she can tell him how to take Magnus's immortality away. The fuck? Bruh. What? What? The fuck. <sighs> of course, this is end scene, and we have to go over to Clary. I apologize. I wish I had better news <laughs> for us all. It's like the worst news. <laughs> so um, Clary had run home and quickly into her room, like bypassing her mom. She was like, "Hey, bye," um, to draw this rune vision that she had that like came to her while she was on the train. And after just a few minutes, her mom comes to her room knocking and is like, bro, I know you want us to leave you alone, but Luke made dinner and you need to eat. Mm-hmm. And Clary pointed out, like, you need to eat too, dude. Apparently, these two are opposite of me. And when they're stressed out, they don't eat. Mm. That's, and that's crazy because never happened to me before. Can't relate. <laughs> that happens to me. I forget. And then I'm uh. like oh, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten anything today. That's that's mm-hmm. why I'm shaking mm-hmm. and feel like I'm going to pass out. It's super well, not healthy. Yeah, but then you binge. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because, you know, it has to be a, a double unhealthy, like both ends yeah. of the spectrum. Are you telling me eating too much food is unhealthy? Is that what you're telling me right now? I grew up in the 90s during the height of diet culture with an almond bomb. Like, but that's news to me. It's not like I was on a diet since I was 11. 
Weight Watchers oh my God, at twelve. That's insane. Dude. Dude. Nowadays. Dude, I believe though, it. Nowadays, like just like fucking TikTok opened my eyes to how much shit about my fucking childhood was fucked up. I think, yeah, a lot of people are realizing. Well, and it wasn't it wasn't like it, it wasn't like, oh, your parents were bad. It was everyone was like this. It was like yeah, the doctors yeah. told you to be like this. Like it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <sighs> it's a wild time to be alive, you guys. I also really <laughs> You mean our whole life on this show I was Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing on this show last night, which I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't know. It was hilarious. They were in a bar, this group of people in the show. And one of the guys was going to go off and like go on his own and talk to people. I don't know. And one of the guys told him, ask if you find a lady, ask her what she, where she was on 9-11. And if she doesn't remember, she's probably under 21. Yep. <laughs> what a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. So, um, they're talking about food, whatever. And sadly, it sounds like Luke and Jocelyn's wedding has been postponed indefinitely, which I feel like is brought up very nonchalantly. Like, that's the only Uh thing we really hear about it right now. And I think that's weird. But Clary internally thinks about hearing her mom cry at night, like through the walls. (sighs) Is Luke sitting there with her? Do you think that he's passed out and snoring so he doesn't know? I'm just very, I would like to hear more about this. I feel awful. Anyway. Yeah. I know. We don't know. I know Jocelyn, like, obviously, like, I feel for Jocelyn in this situation. Like, this is really fucked up. But I also feel like this feels very out of character. And I'm wondering if I know why. So this feels out of character for me because I feel like Jocelyn is an action-oriented person, right? She took action. Mm -hmm. She left. She hid her daughter. She made, you know, multiple trips to Magnus to make sure her memories were suppressed. Like, she she was very, like, careful, right? She had the the potion to put her to sleep in case he came for her. Like, she was prepared. Mm -hmm. And then all this has happened. Like a Boy Scout. Right. All this has happened. And now... You know, yes, there's this emotional, like, holy shit, my son, you know, all of this stuff. And I totally understand that. But I feel like she would be doing more in this scenario to try and, like, take charge of anything. But I wonder if because since she's kind of let Luke in, right, Uh and, like, kind of admitted and has that attachment, like, that secure attachment with him, if him... Being with her and being a support system for her is has pulled her out of that survival mode. And now she's finding herself just like trying to cope versus being able to be like. Because when you're in survival mode, you like you don't feel any of those emotions, right? Like you suppress mm-hmm. that shit mm-hmm. as far down as like you're making a diamond. You're like, nope, uh-huh. not today, Satan. Um, <clears throat> but once they come up. You can't put the lid. It's Pandora's box. You can't put the lid back on, uh-huh. you know? Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I wonder. I just wish we had more yeah. insight because it feels like we don't really have anything. Because Clary's like, I, I guess agree. I'm just never here. Bye. Uh-huh. Well, it's, it's also weird, I agree, because it does seem like Jocelyn would be trying to find him. figure this out. Yeah. 
<sighs> so that was a good eventually I agree with you sorry i was yawning when you oh. were talking that was beautiful oh, sorry Kristen. You're okay <laughs> so jocelyn agrees to eat if clary will eat but clary quickly changes the subject and asks if as a newborn the shadow hunter protection ceremony was done on her performed on her whatever and jocelyn confirms she did have one She'd organized it through Magnus, a silent brother, and a female warlock stood in place of an iron sister. Mm-hmm. And Clary asks who the female warlock was um, when they're interrupted. But obviously, I mean, I think we all know. We all know who, who they was. were. Who they I just were. think it's wow. cute to try to, like, what's the point of asking? We all know. This but is a fair I guess child. to get to this, right. <laughs> they wouldn't let anyone We have to get to this it. point here, which oh this, okay. So they're interrupted. By the person making dinner, yelling at Jocelyn that the pasta water is boiling over. So she hurries out of the room, telling Clary that she has like five more minutes to draw before dinner time. Just kidding. She's like, see you in five. I am just so like, what? This is super out of character and not Luke's style. Luke's making dinner. She's in there talking to Clary and you know she's been standoffish and and needs all of this. Why? Just turn the fucking water down, bruh. Yeah. That uh-huh. you're the one making dinner. Blow like, on that's it. That's not that's not Luke. No. Well anyway, thank you. Thank also, you for listening. This I I I guess um hold on. Oops. My question is like, does this canonically make Tema uh, Tema? <laughs> Tessa and Jem? <laughs> does it make her they're uh, them her godparents like is that like the shadow hunter version of godparents (laughs) interesting i mean i don't think so technically but i like it (laughs) i do too because usually it's probably just some random silent brother and an iron sister but i like Uh what you're going with yeah better yeah i did Uh i uh i don't know the thing with luke too it seems like he has to know how to cook I mean, it's boiling water. Come on. But and part of me up. wonders if maybe he can, like, since Clary came in so quickly, maybe he's like, she wants to be left alone. Jocelyn, what are you doing okay. from here? Uh-huh. That's fair. That because is, she did ooh. knock and say, I know you want to be alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's way too much to put into a I know. transition scene, but I like it. I always want to know more about the actual adults in the series. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> That's what we need. We need like a YA series and then a companion series is just like the shit their parents were getting up to. Right from their POV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, what is it like I, when you your know, son saves the world? Fanfic. Like, is it awkward that your daughter is the chosen one? Right. I am the chosen one. Chosen. Um. Okay, so Clary nods at her mom about the back and five thing, and she puts her head down to finish her rune drawing. And she's able to complete it, and she describes it as looking like the opening room, and rune, I said room, it looks like the opening rune, and it's very simple, it's a simple drawing. She says it's like simple as a cross, and but she can also tell that it's definitely new. This isn't something that's ever been in our world before. And it's very powerful and probably born out of her ginger rage. Mm. Yes. 
and Clary's privy to what the rune is about to do, but the selfish Ash narrator that she is doesn't tell us. She knows, but we don't get to know. Mm-hmm. It's very selfish of you not to divulge the deets. And by the by, she can't think of any way that it's going to help her in their current situation. Um, so she decides to, like, just put her hands on her head and throw in the towel for the night. So she's made this new rune, but it's not helpful. Awesome. Okay. This is probably TBD D. to be decided. Yeah. TBD's nuts. That's the only thing that's in my brain. God so damn it. you get it. <laughs> okay, so now we jump over to our lycanthropic lovers, Maya and Jordan. And they're just like be bopping around town looking for Jace. We're in Maya's pov, and she's taking the sights of what feels like the scene of a Dean Koontz novel, Creepy Abandoned Hospital. Um, that is a trifecta of nopes for those keeping score. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All of that is no. And her inventory of ick that she's take, she's like, this is gross and there's rats or whatever. It's interrupted by Jordan coming from behind her, letting her know that he's searched the East Wing and has come up empty handed, Mm. which clearly means that they separated. Everyone no. knows. Number one rule. What is it, Robin? Stay together. Don't split the party. Yeah. Yeah. What are Come you on. doing? Say you'll be right back. Only two. Yep. Don't Body say system. you'll be back. Yeah. No, that's a bad one. Mm-hmm. Don't have sex. Yeah. Yes. Because you will die. You will die. In a tent. Yes. Huh? They've learned nothing. Nothing. Ugh. So, she gives Jordan a status report on the West Wing, and the pair decide to vacate the creep fest. And Maya's like, I'm glad Jordan said to leave, because, like, this place was, like, she wasn't into it either. (laughs) But she wasn't going to say that she wanted to be the one to leave, because she's a true, you know. Of course. Yeah. So, they walk side by side to the front door, and Maya thinks to herself that she's not entirely sure why she agreed to Paw Patrol with him. (laughs) Get it? It's never going to stop that joke. Um, Even though at this time, we also get a rundown, a very specific rundown of what he's wearing and like the fit check Mm -hmm. and how he looks in it. But she's not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Whatever. But she's like, she's like, I'll give it to him. We do. Like, I got to admit, we make a really good team. Mm. Like, he's Chase and she's Sky. No. The Paw Patrol character's names, Amanda. You don't know? There's no Scout. Is that what you said? I said Sky. Sky. I thought you said Scout. Yeah. I was like, no, bitch. You're too old. Just kidding. <laughs> Get out of my kids' shows. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she notes that Jordan is easy to be with, despite what had happened between them. And he was acting like a complete gentleman. She's like, this is a great time. And once they're out on the front lawn, Jordan looks up at the Naval Hospital and declares their search a colossal waste of time. And Maya takes the opportunity to graze on some eye candy and waxes poetic about what a nice looking slab of man meat he is (sighs) and how it's great that he's not looking at her so she can drink him in without any of that pesky eye contact business going on. Just like, this is awesome. Wow, way to objectify. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i'd like you not to look me in the eye thank you 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and she's like, he's not expecting any, like, his, my gaze isn't expecting anything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, mm. come on. <clears throat> Jordan asks her what her opinion is on the search, which, like, I think he's trying to make small talk mm-hmm. here. And she's caught off guard taking a second to recover before she agrees with him. She's like, wait, what? Huh? And um, she adds that she's honestly not sure why they were sent down here to look. It's not like Jace had a thing for boats or anything. Hmm. He's not a sailor guy. <laughs> All I can think of was, was like, yeah, SSV Tang, he went there. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's different, obviously. And Jordan tells her that when bodies wind up in the East River, they often get washed up there at the Naval Yard. And Maya's kind of like, damn, you think we're looking for a body? And Jordan says he's not sure, but it feels wrong to give up the search. He's like, I don't know what we're doing. It just feels wrong to give up on Jace. And Maya says that she doesn't think Jace is dead, but rather he doesn't want to be found. And Jordan asks if she thinks they should stop searching for him. And she says, quoteth, no, she hesitated. They'd come out by the river near a low wall. She trailed her hand along the top of it as they walked. There was a narrow strip of asphalt between them and the water. When I ran away to New York, I didn't want to be found, but I would have liked the idea that someone was looking for me as hard as everyone's looking for Jay Slatewood. Mm. Just mm. rip your heart open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. So obviously, they're like they've gotten out of the naval yard at this time. I don't know. As they were walking and talking, and I didn't want to give you direction updates, but when I call somebody on the phone, I'm like, "Where are you at in your house?" Because I just want to imagine what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I figured maybe you guys wanted to as well. So Jordan asks her if she likes Jace, and they have this kind of like funny conversation about if she like quote like like likes him. Ew. Uh, where Jordan does the bit where he's like, yeah, I could see someone liking him if they're into perfect looking people with like tan skin and blonde hair. (laughs) You mean, and basically what he looks like, except he's got like brownish blonde hair. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whatever. And that's Maya responds by saying that she prefers dark haired boys. So you were right. And Jordan's like, yeah, like Simon. And she kind of like thinks to herself that like she hasn't thought about Simon in that way for a long time. But like it's been two weeks. I don't know. (laughs) This whole story is like six months. So whatever. If you want to, you know, say that to yourself, that's fine. Um, And he goes on to mention that she's also into musicians and then lists off her dating history. The fuck? Like, of all these people that's like, oh, yeah, like, I like to sing, and Bat's a DJ, and Simon, or whatever. And I can tell... Yes? Sorry, I just have to interject. So I feel like I am getting a little bit of a taste of your guys, of my own medicine, I guess, I should say. Because my first read, I really liked Kyle. Mm. Jordan. Uh-huh. Jordan. Jordan. I don't know why. Just, anyway, Kyle Jordan. Jordan Kyle. Mm-hmm. And... um. Now, like rereading and listening to all of this, I'm just like, bro, you are just typical. You are typical. That is yep. He's being very basic right now, especially yes. because he was showing so much empathy and growth with his yeah. conversations with Simon. And now he's like fucking he's he 
like talks to Maya and all of a sudden he's like regressed and he's acting like uh-huh. a spoiled little, you know, jealous boy. Yeah. And he's like I said, he's trying to like basically making her, her emotionally vulnerable. So she's more likely mm-hmm. to say yes when he asks her things and to get what he wants. Manipulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Also, I just think it's very funny because like Jordan's, I mean, Jace stayed with Jordan and Simon for a couple of days. So Jordan's mm-hmm. been around Jace enough to know that him and Maya would never like, right. Like right. even if Clary wasn't in the picture, their personalities are like oil and vinegar. Like they would never, I don't know. You mean oil and water? Yes, that's what I meant. I was, <laughs> I was thinking like, honey and vinegar. Like, yeah. like, you catch it's more flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and maybe, like, it was kind of funny because Maya was like, oh, don't pretend like you're one of those guys that can't tell when another guy is good looking, Loved. which I know we've said before. Yep. Um, and she basically, I feel like it was almost like she was uncomfortable and she turned it into a joke. Mm-hmm. Which is... right typical of what i would do which is what yep. girls are want to do because if you make it a joke then it's not so serious and you won't maybe yes, get not. murdered <laughs> cross I your am... fingers because it was a bad time to laugh but it was a different kind of laugh what's what's the quote men's worst fear that women are gonna lie or laugh at them and women's worst fear that men are gonna kill them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i've not that. heard that but it's what totally true yeah. yeah oh my god i am trying to figure out where i am that's what the dead silence is okay <clears throat> anyway she responds to all of his rap sheet basically by saying that she's like what i like music and she um like kind of puts her like she like pulls her hair back from her face like I feel like she's clearly but like this conversation is frustrating uh-huh. her or whatever <clears throat> and he asks her if there's something else in her life that she likes doing that she could consider like consider making a living from it she is rightfully confused and asks him to like be more constructive with your feedback and he proceeds to then like re like he like takes he starts taking off his jacket. His response to her question is to remove his jacket mm-hmm. and then reveal his arm band t- band and band? Like <laughs> his armband tattoos. And she's like, he's like, Do you remember these? And she I know. And she flashes back like to this like memory of her friend, her friend that tattooed him for free. Yeah. In her shop after hours. No. And I'm like, hmm, your friend's going to risk her license mm-hmm. to tattoo an underage minor uh-huh. in her shop after hours. And how For are no you, I don't think How are happens. you at 14, 15 years old friends with a tattoo artist? That's what I'm saying. How'd you become yes. friends with someone who's like clearly an adult? No. Uh-huh. What? Because this was in someone's basement. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what I wonder? There are certain situations where I wonder if these things get changed in editing because of like, oh, well, we can't have it be illegal or 
you know, whatever, like, oh, well, that might encourage Mm -hmm. people to, like, get home tattoos and that's not good. And so we, for liability reasons, we've got to switch it to this or whatever. Because 100% that was in someone's fucking trailer. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. They used a disc man. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. For the machine. Was this before Amazon? You can't just buy tattoo equipment, well, you know, as easy. Well, especially like this time. Um, no, don't do that. Especially this time, like this timeline, the time, what words? Period. Yes. Thank you. Era. The um, era. They didn't like, you yeah. couldn't just buy a fucking tattoo gun off of Amazon like you can today. That's literally what I just <laughs> Is said. Is that what you just said? Yes. yes so when we did our <laughs> tattoos when we were this age during this time frame we used a fucking razor blade and a fucking ballpoint pen and cut what should i not say this out listen you i'd like to no i'd like me? to s- disclaimer that we is not me oh yes okay <laughs> that is that the we is not inclusive of the two of us Okay, just so you know, you're aware. I'd like to separate. I'd like to remove myself from the story. Okay. As a player. Before, this is not, this is for just, this is for educational, not educational purposes. No. (laughs) Don't do this at home. This is a bad idea. You will die. Okay. So what we used to do is actually like, trace the whatever we wanted and then use a razor blade and cut into your you know cut the image out and then disassemble a ballpoint pen and blow the ink into the wound and like cover it yeah it was fucked up it was it was it's highly like real bad i'm sure i have cancer from it I'm like I'm sure it's gonna give me like Jeez. Parkinson's. Did it one day actually or work? Yeah, yeah, it did. But then like that is insane. It fades. Like if you don't do it deep enough, it'll fade and push mm-hmm. out and stuff. And that's like I still have scars from it, but the ink's yeah, not in it that's anymore. Fair. But yeah, that that was like that the, the prison tat situation. Yeah. Holy cow. <sighs> So his shirt, jacket, hoodie, hoodie is undone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the tattoos are were Maya's idea. And he remembers her like just being super smart and always reading a book. And, you know, she came up with the idea of him to get these tattoos, which I didn't. I was going to excerpt and read what they were and I didn't do it. And I don't remember now as a person who's in charge of a section of text. So I'm very sorry. Um, But it's kind of live, laugh, love, but not sort Uh of thing. Like live Uh life to your fullest sort of whatever. It's Sanskrit, isn't it? It's something. I think so. I think so. And, um, Basically, he's trying to bring up, he brought it up earlier, last chapter, blah, 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 blah. What he's really trying to get to, guys, is that he's been saving his Praetor pay 
and he wants to gift it to her to use for tuition at Stanford. Okay? It's all he's trying to do. And she tells him the story about when she first joined the pack. She thought it meant that she couldn't have an individual life of her own. But, like, Luke owns the bookstore and Jordan is part of the Praetor. And so I guess anything really is possible in person slash wolves can be multifaceted people. Like, they don't just have to be he protect, he attack. Right. Sort of thing. (laughs) And Jordan is, becomes, like, an HR manager. And he's like, yes, circling back. Just want to circle back to what you said about wanting someone to look for you. Okay. Can we just. Oh. Um, well, conveniently now that you've said that, I was looking for you. I, I always was. I was always doing that. Of course. And you know what? He did tell Simon that he was like kind of looking through case files to see if he could mm-hmm. see her name, which is why he chose Simon. But he's making it seem like he's doing a lot more than he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's preying on her vulnerability. Anyway. Unless he didn't just... tell Simon all of the story. Maybe. I don't know. But and it seems like his hands were kind of tied as a praetor anyway, so I don't know what else he could have done. Eh. But I just feel like it's getting a little more fancied up yeah. for Maya's sake. He's churching than it up. what it was. He's churching <laughs> yeah. it up, yeah. <laughs> And so Maya leans into Jordan. So at this point, Jordan's sitting on top of the wall and she's standing. And so they're like basically the same, like they're face to face at this moment. And so she leans into him and she has to do the fantasy novel checklist of what he smells like. It is binding in a contract that when you write a fantasy novel, you have to talk about it. We've talked about it before. Um, apparently Jordan smells like wolf smell, mm. toothpaste, and boy. It's very specific. So he smells like dog and ball sweat? Yeah. And dirty socks? <laughs> and, yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, to me, again, I am going to be, I do like how we're getting Maya written at this moment yeah. as a studious smart she's driven character i i totally do like that but then you're like why is when everybody else is like oh lavender and ocean water and um sunshine and like you're getting these things that people are smelling and then like that's what you're making her internal monologue to be right like you couldn't have written something like you're talking about how smart she is and descriptive like you couldn't have given her something else to go off of yeah, instead of toothpaste, maybe he smells like spearmint. And instead of boy, maybe he smells like Axe body spray. Thumunda cheese. Oh, yeah, that's where you're going. Oh, okay. okay. Both Sorry. are equally gross. Okay. Well, like, or you could be like woods, like, um, like petrichor, like rain and spearmint and, and like something else. And yeah, they're like, yeah, they're out by the seashore like he, he doesn't smell like i don't know it just i was like come on can you give her a little bit more than that yeah uh-huh. when we've got it from other people yeah. i don't know anyway i am being very judgy so just it's my state of mind right now <laughs> anyway so she responds to his fluff story by saying well you found me then 
and like no well well you found me and then she leans in for like a smooch and she's into it and gets into like hair curling phase of the makeout sesh mm-hmm. um and then he just takes things into sweater territory turtleneck sweater territory <laughs> telling her that he loves her he's never stopped loving her and she is his and always will be no no you just no. ruined it by being creepy and possessive that might work for other guys but not for the guy who was abusive and it's like he got what he wanted so let's just let my true colors pop through yep. here Hi. Surprise. Here. here I am. That Hello. was so easy to left. get you back. All I had to do was tell you what you wanted to hear. Uh-huh. And I never Okay, left. really quickly. I'm sorry. I know we are trying to get through this, but I have to interject again because I saw a video last night that talked about the um, story origin behind your true colors. And apparently back in like whatever times, a long time ago, they had to um, fly the actual flag from where your ship was from to actually like shoot off of your ship so you had to actually fly your flag and show your true colors because they often would fly white flags or something mm. like that anyway that is all okay that is where that came from okay as you well, thank you for sharing yes. yeah it wasn't a very good example or ex- explanation i like it but there you go okay I just am singing the song in my head. Yeah. In repeat. Yeah, of course. While I'm trying to think of other things to say. And then, and then whenever I think of uh, Cindy Lauper, I think of uh, psoriasis. Oh, yeah. Well, because she does the psoriasis. But it's better now. Well, I know. She does the yeah. medication commercials. So yeah. I can't so help Yeah, so she's it. fine. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for ruining it for me. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Maya immediately pulls the emergency brake. <laughs> She's like, whoa, dog. Literally. <laughs> Back the fuck up. <laughs> and um, I just, I do, like, it, sincerely, not Alexis Rose, love this for her. I love that for her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do. Uh-huh. And Jordan tries to backpedal, but the words have been smashed out of the toothpaste tube, and there are no takesies backsies. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. You done fucked up. And she is like, look, I'm not taking your money. I'm like, I, I can't take your love right now. Like, this is too much. Because she's like, I can't take this from you. And he's like, what? The money or my love? Ew. Ew. I've made back is, your life I'm for less I than seven you. days. Yeah. Love me. Just love me. And I know like it's been a week bro calm down uh-huh so she starts to just homer her way out of there she's like backing up and she was like don't you fucking follow me don't you do it no sit sit <laughs> and then she just pieces the fuck right out of there good, good for, for her. her love it Gosh. That's all, folks. That's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. And then, like, at the end, like, how would you not listen to the next chapter after that? Like, I gotta know True. what happened. Absolutely. 
And so then it just got, it hooked me. It was like anyway. I have some advice for you guys. And that's to read chapter five, <laughs> Valentine's Son, for next week's episode. Who could it be? There's so many options. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys, for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Down Roller Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. And bye. bye.